0: Ben, let's start off with talking about the fact that we've been really fortunate to have um, a lot more chats with people like yourself. Obviously, we had Zimbo um, on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about the uh, approach the club now have to um, really investing in the, the fan sites like ourselves and
1: um, Talk Norris City, my football writer. Yeah, I mean for me, it's really really important to reach out to as many people as possible for as many different channels. Um, and ultimately I don't think we should we should be we should be talking more traditionally to one set of media than another ultimately we just want to be open transparent communicative and actually from my perspective it's nice to be able to get it out through different channels and get our messaging out and I think it's we just want to be more open um, and I believe we're starting to really do that so comfortable and confident that media partners that we've got come in in different sizes uh, through different channels and we want to embrace them all. I think it's, it seems to
0: be going hand in hand with the, the theme around the club. There's a real inclusive I mean Norwich has always been a community club but there really does seem to be um, a sense we talked about this with, with Christoph a couple of weeks ago um, the connection between the club and the fans is potentially as good as it's been for a few years. They're, they're really, part of that is maybe the type of players that are coming in. You know, we talked about with Christoph about how humble they are and how some of them haven't had the support. They're not used to playing in front of 26,000. Um, would would you say that's something that I mean, obviously you want to invest in? Um, But to what extent is that something you think could add value to the club? How much does it help the
1: club knowing you've got the fans really on side and on board with what you're trying to achieve? Well, I mean, firstly, it's massive that we've got the fans on board. OK, we've obviously had to work hard at that. We've had to rethink our strategy on that, obviously. And we have done and we're now starting to implement that. What I would say is it starts internally. And what you have is you have to have two sites that are absolutely bonded together. Um, and from my perspective, what we've managed to start to deliver is that unity, that togetherness, that almost sense of continuous improvement. How, how can we better ourselves? What do we need to do to be the best that we can be? Um, and I think what we're starting to see now is the results of some hard work, but good work over the last kind of year or so, where we've consciously said, right, how do we engage with our fans? How do we do it through the channels? Um, and actually, what sort of messaging do we want to put out? And our players have come along on that journey with us, and as have our staff. So I don't really see—I see it as not just the players, not just the fans, <coughs> or the or the hierarchical structure at the club. It doesn't really matter where you where you are at the club, whether you're an armchair fan that can't can't attend all of the games for whatever reason. We've got to be stronger together, and I think that's what we're trying to develop as a strategy moving forward. Is that. That unity can take you much, much further than perhaps money can at times. Um, and we have to do it that way because we're in that situation where we're not blessed with the types of fortunes that other other clubs have. So we have to be different, we have to do things differently, and you have to recruit that kind of culture. You know, it doesn't just happen, you have to nurture it. And from a, from a commercial point
0: of view though, we need to be creative about the way we're raising money, like the, um, you know, the Bond was a fantastic example of, of doing that. The closer the, the ties you have with the fans, the more, it makes sense from a commercial point of view, you, you're gonna shift more units, you're gonna get them to invest in things. Yeah, sure. But there definitely seems, seems to be a correlation with how that affects the patience on the pitch. And it's something we've talked about a lot with the various people we've had on the pod, is um, uh, there's the possession for possession's sake from last season, and then there's the possession with a meaningful um, kind of sting in the tail this season. Yeah. And the patience, and yes, the results help, but it's not just the results. Even when we went behind, or even when we, we conceded that late equaliser, there was just so much belief now in the players, and I think only part of it is the results. I think part of it is that, that connection between the fans and the players are there, and I think <coughs> that, that that patience is, is is there. Do you not agree, Lorne?
2: Oh, I do agree, and I think... We had a chat uh, before the what was the home game, Rotherham, where Stuart came up and had a chat with us, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. he said a thing, and I thought, this is I think this, it, this he's just hit the nail on the head of what has changed from last season and maybe the season before. As he said, uh, as fans, what what little things do you think we're not currently the best at? what can we be the best at? And that yeah. can be anything from we want to have the best grass on the pitch, we want to have the best goal next, we want to have the best half-time concourse, we want to have the best beer. Like Literally every single thing we want to be the best at. So yeah. what should we be the best at next? And yeah. I think that, that mindset has changed. Um, there was a perception, I think, from fans beforehand that, yes, we are a little on knowledge, but there was also a kind of acceptance, or at least a perception of acceptance of a little on knowledge. Yeah. Whereas I think that's gone now. and We're no longer well, we are a little annoyed we can't compete with Man United. It's now, well, what bi- what things can we be better than Man United at right now? Yeah. And we'll do them, and then we'll look again.
1: Yeah, and it's the marginal gains. So what you've got to remember is that um, up until recently, we as a club, didn't have what I would call a, D- a DNA, an identity. Mm-hmm. And that isn't just on the pitch in the way that you play, it's also off the pitch. So, you know, around around my neck, but it's actually, because uh, I took it off for, for this, we actually have these, okay, and these are our values. And we live and breathe by that, and one of them is growth. And actually for me, um, that's about continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. So you said about the the small things, what can we be the best at, that isn't necessarily bound by money? So you know, can we be the best at engaging with our fans? Well, why can't we? Because actually, that's just about actually having a much more transparent relationship with fans, being more open and honest, being more communicative, mm-hmm. being able to, to engage with fan groups at, at every level on their terms, not on our terms, not once or twice a year, but actually, how do we do that once or twice a month? And I have to admit, the work that Joe Ferrari and the team have done uh, in the in the comms department to embrace that has been fantastic. but. There are so many examples of that in and around the club that people and fans may not see, mm-hmm. but it's them marginal gains. And then what that actually does is that starts to influence Colney, and Colney influences Carrow Road, and then collectively we're influencing that, that fan base that are thinking, wait a minute, something special is happen- happening at the club. But actually without that, you can't have any of that without the players absolutely embracing what Daniel's thoughts, philosophies, and, and footballing identity is. So, but we never had this. We never had this off the pitch. And I think you sort of, you can play at it, but not for me, you need to wholeheartedly believe it. Mm-hmm. And I think our staff believe it. And, uh, and I think our players believe it. And I think there's real unity. And I think that's, that's almost a unique selling point, bringing it back to commercial. And I don't want to throw that out there, but you, you always need something quite unique. And I think we're building something quite unique. But the minute we think we've made it is the minute that we'll fail. Yeah. so we, we need to remain humble we need to remain committed and we need to con- absolutely continue to do what we're doing on and off the pitch OK so you had the not always unique
0: but relatively rare in recent terms um, experience of being promoted the way that you've, you've got to the position you're in now um, so naturally you knew a lot of things about what the job was like mm-hmm. at City because you've seen other people do it um, what is the thing that you actually thought either I really didn't take that into account or the thing that either was way harder or easier than you pote- potentially thought it might have been. What what really
1: surprised you in terms of that step up into your new role? Um, nothing surprised me I might add at this at this stage. There's a lot of challenges um, but for me ultimately it comes down to people and the team that we've got now at, at Carrow Road and Colney from my perspective are absolutely behind me, Zoe and, and Stuart and Daniel as well. Um, but they're also, they're pulling their own weight. I mean, we're not doing it all. This is not an organization that's hierarchical or run by one person or two people. And perhaps that's been a, a flip change um, or a step change, definitely. It, perhaps it was quite dictatorial before. And actually, do you, do you get the best out of people when you tell them what to do? Or do you actually point them in the right direction, show them what, what the direction they could be heading in and get them to, to come with you? And I think that's been one of the big things. So I've, I've felt a lot of warmth from the staff. That have really uh, got got around me and, and wanted to to work with me to make it a better place we've been really consultative um, from my perspective um, we, we will always have the financial pressures that we've got um, but i think a, a problem halved probably shared so so ultimately if we're a little bit more transparent with our staff, with our fan base, around what the challenges are, perhaps we can find out, uh, come up with the solutions around that. So, for me, what people have to remember is that I've been at the club for four years. So commercially, we've grown in that period of time, um, and uh, being responsible for the revenue generating areas, that is a large part of the football club, quite frankly, and then the support services that we have in stadium management, in in the catering elements of the business. Um, you know they are areas of the club that perhaps are now embracing a new direction, um, but the commercially we're very very strong at the club and we have been for a period of time. And the peer group clubs that we're talking about here in our in a, currently in, in our division, we're we're probably in the top five easily, probably top three. And remember, you c- you can't know their numbers because confidentially they, they they withhold them. So we're really strong.
2: I think I've noticed that in terms of the. The atmosphere stuff that we've been trying to do in terms of the flags and stuff mm-hmm. like this, there's, there's always been a lot of nice words from the club about, yeah, we want to improve the atmosphere, yeah, we want to help you do this, that, and the other. But there has always been a lot of stumbling blocks put in the way and a lot of barriers. Yeah. Unnecessary um, barriers, basically. Yeah, and they are now coming down, and yeah. it's much, mm-hmm. much Massive, easier to to be able to do the things that we want to do. And obviously, we're fans ourselves, so we don't want to we don't want to cause problems. We don't want to create any issues. My yeah. dad's a steward, so I know all about like. the the problems they have in terms of first and foremost managing that amount of people in a small space in a passionate heated environment so but we've always been very much about we don't want to make this difficult for anyone but we always felt that there was things that could be done and I think that is at least one area in which you can really start to see that the club have made steps to make it easier for us and in terms we've done quite a lot which has made it better for the club and it's been a very sort of mutually beneficial yeah. thing. That goes though. back to
0: what Ben said before though about what can what can Norwich do as well as anyone Marginal else gains. right now. Yeah. And, and and basically making sure that Barclay is an incredible place to watch football and that and that spreads to Carrow Road is an incredible place to watch football. There's no reason we can't do that and and um, if, if we cement that over hopefully two or three successful seasons where we're winning more than losing and maybe watching Premier League football soon, then when maybe we're not in a situation where the football's as good or, or the results aren't quite as good, we've got that embedded culture of, yeah, but Carrow Road's an absolute bouncing place to go on Saturday yeah. at three o'clock, so I will go there even though we are currently 14th in the league because actually it's a banging place to watch football. Yeah,
1: yeah. and one of, the, one of the kind of competitive advantages has to be that Carrow Road needs to needs to become, remain a fortress. Um, you know, regardless of it, whatever league you're in, people shouldn't want to come to Carrow Road and feel that they've got an easy day out. Yeah. Um, and the fans play a massive, massive part in doing that. And I have to admit, the, the atmosphere has been, been top notch. It really has, but I think you can go up a level. And at the club, internally, we, we actively want to encourage that. Of course, within the safety and, and um, you know, within the guidelines that we can permit. But we're, I think we've been very, very open um, contrary to, to perhaps how we have been in the past. And I don't think you've got anyone in the club that is that is placing or putting up barriers for us to, to do anything when it comes to atmosphere. Because we gen- genuinely believe that's a competitive advantage. That's a marginal gain. Um, and if that's something that we can become recognized for at the club, then ha- that's great, fantastic. Let's do more. Um, you know, we'd love it to become a proper cauldron with loads of, loads of singing fans. Um, and, and a as much of an intimidating environment as possible, and do you know what, we're we're, we're looking internally at the moment to sort of do a a lot of work internally on on what does Derby Day look like to us, and it's not all about that one game, but obviously it's a massive game for the the county um, and for the local area, so what are we doing as a football club to really start to work and make that game memorable for the millions that are going to watch it on Sky, but also for the thousands that are going to be in the ground.
2: Well we're starting to put together our own sort of plans
1: for that, so like, Love to love to chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah, Let's not do that in isolation. Let's let's come up with a combined effort on that. And one
0: (coughs) idea that we had as soon as we heard about this um, uh, event uh, was we had a singing section at the um, uh, Stevenage game. Which, great. which 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 was great fun. Yeah. Um. With loads of old players comes loads of old songs. Yeah. So a singing section at the Rust V Wes game. Yeah. We could go through. We'd have. We could have a proper because it's the sort of game where you might not be sitting in your season ticket seat anyway. Yeah. Very so true. We, and in those types of games, sometimes it's difficult to get the atmosphere yeah. going. If we could have a singing section for, and this is not a yes no now, but if we had a singing section, you think of all the old players, all the old songs, and we could just go through them one by one by one by one, create a fantastic atmosphere, and then. It's also the sort of game where you might take someone younger that hasn't <coughs> can't get a ticket yeah. full up the money from a commercial point of view, they go an eight year old goes, Wow, is this what it's like yeah. going to much Norwich? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, the no. thing,
2: I think that gets people into football in it, it's that first experience and that just the
0: noise and the
2: a bit of swelling. Like as a yeah. kid, you come along and you see grown adults swearing, you're like, I can do, I can swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: It's also I mean for me, seeing the section is really, really important. Um, just buoyancy, just a feeling of atmosphere. This will be a great celebration. This match is a celebration match Two absolute icons, in my opinion, of the game at Norwich City. And uh, legends, they are such nice guys to boot as well. Um, they deserve this and they deserve, in my opinion, um, a really, really good crowd singing and cheering them on. And um, that's hopefully what, with your help, we'll deliver. Um, I, just, I just want everyone to get behind it, everyone to support it as best as they possibly can. And uh, hopefully, come come May, we'll, uh, they'll get a proper send-off with all of the lads back and I think it will be a real celebration.
0: I, I, I think you'll sell out easily.
1: I don't think it'll be a problem at all. Do you, Lorne? I think, I think it'll <coughs> sell-out comfy we've well, we well, we priced, we priced it we priced it accordingly yeah, in I, my opinion to, to to allow for as much money to be made for the charities yeah. but also to, to for it not to be a barrier for for entry for people so it's a great christmas present as well i might add i, know, I don't want to sell <laughs> sell too yeah. much appreciate cool. your time ben. Thank, thank you very much. much no 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 great pleasure. pleasure. So, yeah. Cheers, thank you very much yeah.